Come on, entertain me. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of League Lore and More with your host, Funky Odor. We are, as I said last week, in the home stretch, kind of, of our Freljord series. Um, I think we have about five characters left uh, to go. So definitely on the on the back half there. Um, and we're saving kind of the a couple of my favorites for last, uh, as I have alluded to uh, in the previous few weeks um, this week, as you can tell based on the uh the title of the episode we are dealing with the troll king named trundle uh who was released as the 65th champion in league of legends on the 1st of december 2010 uh trundle is a juggernaut slash fighter tank um definitely in over the years has had different you know ways to build him uh, he is a jungler, uh, but he has seen uh, a lot of play as a top laner and as a support um, a lot lately as a top laner uh, with a more damage-heavy build. Uh, trundle, uh, the word trundle means to move or cause to move slowly and heavily, typically in a noisy or uneven way. And you can definitely see that in the way that the character moves, like the animation that they use for his movement. Um, the They gave him the hair of the uh, famous troll doll, the children's toy. Uh, that is the hair on the character. Um, when you are going back to base with Trundle, your recall animation is the same stance of the winter's coming pose that ned stark has in the tv show game of thrones uh trundle's w ability which is frozen domain is currently not counting global abilities the largest aoe in the game it is a very big ice circle at everyone's feet um as we mentioned with Sejuani, Sejuani and Trundle, along with Karma and Lee Senna, are the only champions to feature a, quote, traditional, unquote, skin, which is what they were like before they got visually updated in the game. Um, and that is, yeah, that's just a bit of trivia for Trundle. And um, without kind of delaying anything, we will get into his biography and his story for the Troll King and kind of see how he all kind of falls into this civil war that we have going on in the Frail Yard and you know what the what the trolls what their either allegiances their alliance or if they're you know their own thing so uh hopefully we get some answers to that here and uh i hope you all learn something and um like always thank you so much for listening
Troll with the biggest club gets to be king. That's the rule. Trundle the Troll King. Trolls are, for the most part, hulking and brutish creatures found in many of Runeterra's least hospitable environments. Though not invulnerable, they are blessed with a hardy constitution and the ability to heal more quickly than other mortal races, especially the feeble humans. This means they can endure extremes of climate and scarce resources merely by out-surviving their rivals, and this is the most likely reason some of the largest known tribes still call the mountains of the Freljord home. Trundle was whelped in a filthy cave, along with a brood of 15 brothers and sisters. Times were particularly hard so that only seven of them grew strong enough to join the ranks of their chieftain's warband, and only three remained after the first winter of raiding. As the warband feasted, the chieftain spoke of his intention to circle back and raid the same lands again. All would fear them, it would get easier every time. Frowning, Trundle stood up and said this plan was no good. The people they had crushed had nothing left for the tribe to take. They should return next winter when the granaries were full again and the livestock grown big enough to make more than a single mouthful. Many of the other trolls did not like this at all. They ground their teeth and thumped the sides of their heads, trying to comprehend what Trundle was suggesting. Was he a coward? Had the cold got into his brain and turned it to slush? The chieftain beat Trundle with a rock and threw him away down the mountainside. Fools had no place in his warband. Trundle wandered far, for he knew he would not be welcome anywhere nearby. He avoided other troll tribes scattered across the tundra and was careful to keep his distance from the feral yetis that roamed the highlands. By night, he gazed up at the stars and remembered all the stories he had been told as a pup. Legends of Grubgrak Grub the Wise and other ancient troll kings who followed the old gods and were gifted powerful weapons as symbols of their right to rule the world. Eventually, Trundle came to a great crack in the ground. While he was glad to be out of the wind, he soon found himself lost in a maze of twisted, howling canyons that seemed to sink deeper beneath the Freljord than the mountains rose above it. At the very bottom of that abyss, he met the Ice Witch. She waited for him on a shimmering, frozen lake, surrounded by little human warriors skinned in furs and metal. Trundle was not daunted by any of this, but the Ice Witch wanted to know how he had found his way here, into the very heart of her domain, and how he was able to walk upon her lake. Trundle looked down. The ice beneath his feet was darker than the night sky, far overhead. It made his brain want to squirm around inside his skull. The Ice Witch told him he was special, something called Iceborn, which meant he should stay there with her. But Trundle did not want this, and told her how he had been cast out by the chieftain, and that he wanted to find a great weapon and become a troll king like Grubgrak and all the others. To his surprise, the Ice Witch agreed, and handed him a mighty club of ice called Bone Shiver. With this, he could become king of all trolls, and form a great alliance with her human tribe. He eagerly agreed, and began the long journey home. When Trundle arrived, the chieftain laughed in his face, until Trundle bashed him over the head with Bone Shiver. In an, old, in, in an instant, the old troll was frozen solid by the club's icy magic, and a second blow shattered his body into tiny pieces. Awed by Trundle's newfound strength, the rest, the rest of the warband listened to his tale of the Ice Witch and the alliance she had promised. Trundle was smart. Trundle had been chosen to wield great power. Trundle would be their king, and with Trundle leading the charge, the chime of the trolls is surely coming. Not troll chief, troll king!
King. This short story for Trundle is called A Feast Fit for a King by Graham McNeil. A hulking figure trudged through the waist-deep snow of the canyon, lumbering uphill with a purposeful gait that dared the blizzard to stop him. He left a deep trench in his wake, heavy-clawed feet ripping up the loose shale beneath the snow with every step. Howling winds billowed his patchwork cloak of stitched-together hides, and the figure pulled it tighter around his body. Even among troll kind, Trundle was huge, his muscles like rocks rolling beneath thick blue skin that was the texture of leather left out under the desert sun. Not that Trundle had ever seen a desert, but he knew what one was. The ice witch had told him about a place beyond the southern mountains where the sun burned you red and the snow was like little bits of gritty rock that got all up in your nethers and didn't melt. Sounded a bit far-fetched, Trundle, and what was the point of snow that didn't melt? He carried a giant leather sack slung over one massive shoulder, bulging with the carcasses of elnuk, dravasks, feral hogs, and clumsy mountain goats. It had been more days than he had fingers since he'd left his cave, and the meat was starting to give off a deliciously ripe stink, and the blood pooling inside had frozen black and solid. Soaring cliffs of ice reared up to either side of him, blue like an ocean wave that had suddenly frozen in place. Maybe they had trundled. Maybe they had. Trundle didn't know. The ice witch had told him about a long time ago when magic did all sorts of mad things to the world. So maybe he was walking through a rolling ocean at the top of the world right now. He liked that idea and wondered if he'd see any skeletons of sea monsters this far north. Sea monsters in ice. Yes, that'd be a good story to tell when he got back. Didn't matter if it wasn't true. Most trolls didn't have much rattling around in their skulls anyway, and would believe pretty much any tale he told. He stopped thinking so hard for now. He was going to need all his best thinking later. This wasn't his territory. There were more ways to die up here than he could count, and he could count a lot higher than any other troll he knew. He might fall into a crevasse, get swallowed by a riddling ice worm, or get cooked in the pot of one of the wild troll clans that lived up this way. Bigger than most other trolls, they didn't have the good sense to know they needed a king to be in charge of stuff and didn't give an Elnook's fart for titles. They'd rip his arms and legs off for a snack if he tried to be all fancy. Which made the need for this journey all the more strange, because he'd heard stories of a giant troll called Yetu who was going to about telling the other clan trolls that he was the troll king. Trundle had needed to bash a few heads together when some uppity trolls heard those stories and got to saying stupid stuff out loud. Stupid stuff like, if anyone could call themselves king, then why did they give Trundle the biggest share of the food and what, do what he told them? Yeah, something needed to be done about this yet too before things got out of hand. Just because he'd newly thought of becoming a king like Grubgrag and the other ancient troll lords didn't mean anyone else got to think like that. The wiry hairs on the back of Trundle's neck tingled like he was being watched. He couldn't see them yet, but he could smell the stink of their ripe bodies hidden beneath the snow ahead. Any troll that called himself king didn't get to stay that way for long without having a sense for when blood was about to be spilled. He kept going, walking all casual like he was just out for a morning, emptying of his guts. He pretended like he was having a big, wide-fanged yawn as he scanned the lumpy snowbanks ahead of him. Hard to see much of anything through the swirling blizzard and howling winds. There, two homes of snow that were just a bit too big and too regular to be natural. Also, he could see a foot sticking out of one and a tuft of hair from the other. 
Trundle grinned a wide, gap-toothed grin and shook his mane of ragged red hair free of frost. Then he reached under his filthy patchwork cloak to grip the frozen haft of his faithful war club, unhooking it from his belt. He trudged onward, making sure to look like he was struggling against the fierce wind and driving snow. A pair of long fingers with long yellowed nails poked through the snow of the mound to his left. They slipped back into the mound, and a pair of yellow eyes appeared, staring right at him. Trundle waited until he was a club's length away from the mound before hauling out Bone Shiver. Instantly, the temperature dropped, and icy cold stabbed into his hands as the eternal ice frosted the air around him. The club was an enormous chunk of true ice mounted on an obsidian handle, and it had never failed him in battle. The eyes inside the mound widened in surprise as Trundle sprang through the air and slammed his giant club down into the snow with a satisfying crunch. A troll with greenish skin like mossy tree bark rose unsteadily from his hiding place, the back of his skull a smashed-in crater. He waved a stone-bladed sword at Trundle, but his knitted brow and cross-eyed glare told him he was trying to decide if he was dead or not. I think I'm dead, said the troll. I think you're right, said Trundle, and the troll toppled over into the snow. The second ambusher leapt out with a throaty roar, lifting a giant stone club over his head and slamming it down where Trundle had been standing a moment ago. It looked puzzled. There wasn't a dead troll on the end of his weapon. And in the span of time it took for him to notice the only dead troll was his fellow ambusher, Trundle had a meaty fist wrapped around his throat. He lifted the troll from the ground, a middling-sized thing with a rust-brown hide covered in gnarled lumps and sprouting tufts of wiry hair from its armpits and nethers. Right then, you rascal, said Trundle cheerfully. You're supposed to be dead, gurgled the troll. I meant to hit you with my club. I saw that, said Trundle, squeezing the troll's neck until his face turned a pretty shade of purple. But turns out I'm alive, and looks like you and your friend here got the dungy end of stick, don't it? Trundle dropped the troll, who fell to the snow with a rasping wheeze of breath. This is King Yetu's land, gasped the troll. What you want here? Trundle held Bone Shiver close to the troll's head, who grunted in pain from the nearness of its icy power. My name's Trundle, the Troll King, and I want you to take me to Yetu, he said. The troll with the rust-brown hide was called Sligu, and he led Trundle through the blizzard toward a series of dots in a glacier that looked like cave entrances. Sligu wasn't the chattiest of trolls, but after a couple of encouraging taps from Bone Shiver, he discovered a whole lot of things he wanted to say. Trundle knew trolls were, by and large, not exactly imaginative, so when Sligu described Yetu as a mountain with eyes, a fighter with fists like boulders, and a belly as deep as a ravine, he began to get an idea of what he might be up against. So where does he get off on calling himself a king? He heard you was walking about calling yourself king and that everyone gave you all the best food first, said Sligu. Soon as he heard that, it was king this and king that all the time. I thought you northern trolls hated titles like that. We do, but Yetu said if we were good enough for a warm-skinned southern troll like you, then he wanted to be king as well. And once he killed all the other clan chieftain who said he weren't no king, it didn't seem too clever to not agree with him. He killed them all? Yeah. 
punched the chief of the rock eaters head right off his neck said Sligu flew right over to the next valley so it did not bad said Trundle wondering how far he could punch ahead and then he smoked out trolls of ice cave glacier and took the layer how'd he do that ate a load of cave mushrooms and elnook dung then blocked the cave entrance and let a loose let loose a bum ripper down their air hole clever said Trundle nasty but clever all the same and then he ate the biggest troll of the night soilers from the knees up why the knees said Trundle there's good eating on feet Sligu shrugged and a tiny rodent poked its head out from the dense knot of fur at the back of his neck with an annoyed squeak dunno I think he says something about them being too smelly said even a midden liquor wouldn't touch him Nice and crunchy feet are, said Trundle, taking a sidelong glance at Sligu's. Wide and flat, just the way Trundle liked them, with good, crusty-looking toenails. More of a fingers troll myself, but uh, I like a good foot, too, agreed Sligu. Trundle prodded the troll with bone shiver and said, You was telling me about Yetu. All right, so it was, continued Sligu. Well... You hear about the big troll horde you had and want one for himself. Someone told him only a king could have an army, so figured he needed to be a king. Does he have a crown? What's a crown? asked Sligu. It's like a spiky hat that tells everyone you're used the king. A hat does that? It's magical, like? I think some of them are, said Trundle. Oh, well, yeah, he's got a crown. Where'd he get it? Told us he got it from an ice worm's belly. He walked through like a big smelly tunnel, but my mate Reggie said it looks like he made it from some teeth and antlers what he found in a dung pile. Dung pile or not, Trundle wanted a look at that crown now. Couldn't have some wannabe king saying he was better than Trundle just because he had a bigger crown. How far is it to get to his cave? Sligu pointed a crooked finger up toward a blue sheened glacier at the end of the canyon that looked like it had been crudely carved to resemble a giant troll's head. The giant icy face was the second biggest thing Trundle had ever seen. With giant eyes that still managed to look beady and cunning, fat lips and jutting tusks below a giant warded nose. That's supposed to be Yetu? asked Trundle, not trying not to sound impressed. Sligo nodded. Yeah, but they ain't having quite his no guy's nose right. A winding series of rocky paths and bone scaffolds offered a treacherous path up the sheer face of the glacier. Right, let's go to climbing then, said Trundle. And that is where we will pick up this story next week. Um, as it is very, very long, so... Um, we will finish Trundle next week and um, add in uh, another character because um, we are coming into a, a territory where we have characters who um, don't have any uh, stories of their own, it's just the biographies. I'm gonna crush your dreams! They're in your skull, right?
So there we have the biography and a bit of the story of Trundle, the Troll King. So we did get answers to some of our questions, right? Uh, the trolls, not all, but typically a lot. Most those that follow Trundle are now in, a, in that way aligned with Lysandra in this uh, civil war that we have against the Everosans. And the Winter's Claw, and then the uh, the people, you know, the kind of cult-like following that Lysandra has. And he has his piece of true ice, you know, his, uh, his club bone shiver. And, and he, uh, you know, he... I, I don't want to sound... I don't know how else to put this, but it's like, you know, he's like... Uh, just a bit more of an evolved version of uh, a troll where his, you know, his brain is a bit bigger than theirs and can think about more things than just, you know, finding something to eat and killing something, you know. Um, he understands that you just took everything from some people. Don't just circle back and do it again because they don't have anything. Um, which, you know, was not something that everyone else could uh, comprehend with their pea brains. And so, you know, definitely a, a smart thing, um, smart troll who understands, you know, you can still definitely see that he is a troll, right? Like he still is just like, oh, well, if Yetu has a bigger crown than I do, then maybe some people might think that he's king. Because um, obviously Trundle wants to go by whoever has the biggest club, right? Because nobody's going to beat his. And, yeah, it's... Um, so I think they did a good job as far as the writing of this to be able to show that he's a step above the other trolls. Um, but it still takes work to convince the other trolls. Um, that they should follow him, and it's still clear that he is very much, you know, a troll when it comes to his thinking, right? It's like, yeah, he can count higher than other trolls, but he still probably can't count that high um, in those sorts of things, which is, so I think that they did a very good job of that so far in this story and in the biography. Um, but um, that'll be all my thoughts on, on the matter, um, but we will obviously have more next week. Uh, as we kind of get a resolution to this Yetu uh, insurrection type deal. And um, we will just throw in a couple or another character in there to cross one off our list. So thank you all for listening, and I will be back next week. You got a problem with me? Join the club!
You got a problem with me? Join the club! <laughs> 